Welcome to the ANA Podcast, Sports Talk, with your hosts, Anthony Cortez and Alex Ashley. What's up, and welcome to another edition of the ANA Podcast. I am Anthony. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of your favorite neighborhood podcast for sports. Yay sports. Yay, yay sports. yay sports. Yay sports. All right. As ever, it's uh, Captain Sunblock 2 Millie, a.k.a. Mr. Sunburn. Redbird. A.k.a. Mr. Me and the Sun are in an eternal fights. A.k.a. I've been losing my whole life. Wait till you, wait till you see one of Tyler's uh, star ben- or fights. Uh-oh. I'm wait excited. till you see one of Tyler's. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> right well, welcome back, guys. Uh, again, if you're listening for the first time, we are Anthony and Alex, and we are your host for today's Magic Carpet Ride of Sports. We are an all-sports podca- podcast. We get together every week to remind ourselves why we're friends, talk about all good things in sports, in the world of and sports, bad and, bad things, and bad things, and bad things as well. Things that we're interested in, things that sometimes we're not interested in. And, and we go from there. We go from there, yeah. <laughs> uh, we do have an email. What's the email, dude? Double A Sports Show at gmail.com. Double A spelled out D O U B L E A S P O R T S S H O W at gmail.com. Very good. Yay. Very good. Reading. Reading is great. Reading is, is wonderful. <laughs> Stay reading, kids. Stay reading. Stay Learn reading. how to read. It's important. It is. Trust All me. All righty. We do have that. We do have that email, and every once in a while, we do get emails in from our good friend Tyler Short up there in Montana. He wrote in again. He actually wrote in like the day that we recorded last week. Oh, nice! But it made it, like I, I noticed. It, I saw it afterwards, and so uh, I emailed him back saying, "Dude, you caught us right after." Uh, but I promised I'd read him anyway. So of course, because he put in some star bench cuts. So here we go. Uh, Wonder Bread, Sunbox 2 Millie, and AC, thank you guys so much for a great show last week. And boy, do I want to say how how right you were, Alex. The Texans' effort on their playoff game for the first three quarters was completely pathetic. They woke up in the fourth, but at the point at that point, it was way too late. And Alex was talking about our secondary last week, and he was so right on that. We got lit up by Andrew Luck, so I wanted to get some uh, questions for the week and see what you guys think. One quick thing. I want Drew Brees to take the Saints to the championship and win it. He's a great dude and deserves it. They are not the Aints. Yes, they are. Oh, by the way, Brees better than Brady. Ooh. Uh, okay. That's debatable. All right, so here are my questions. Anthony, why you got to be on my boy James Harden? He is playing at an MVP level. Give him some props. I don't think he is getting favoritism on his calls. Yes, he is. They are yeah, equally, some of them, yeah. They are equally missing just as many calls on him that they don't call. But a lot of these players are getting some call or the same calls too. Um, I wrote back to him and basically explained why, and I'll say why. Um, I respect James Harden as an athlete and as a player. He's obviously in the NBA for an, for a reason, and he shows that every day, every every time he steps on the court. He just rubs me the wrong way. That's just as a as what a, about him as a person? Just what? A, but what about him? Just the kind of the way he carries himself, like. Kind of the reason why I disliked LeBron so bad, and like when he first came in the league, and just but. And, but can you expand on that and, idea? Like when you say he carries himself, like how so? It's kind of like the way I dislike Kobe as well, but I respect Kobe now because of what he did for the game as well. But it's just he just rubs me the wrong way. He just seems like a a me how? a me guy. He seems like a me guy instead of a team guy. I okay, fair. But let me ask this just to rebuttal your point there. He seems like a me guy versus a we guy, right? Correct. So if your me guy 
has 17, 18 straight games of 30 plus points. If he gets 36 and a half and then 54 for the game and does it on a fairly consistent basis, if his playing is the reason that your team is successful, doesn't he get to be a me guy? Okay, that's fair. I'll put it to you this way. I don't like his I don't like I don't know the guy personally, obviously. I mean, I'm just some dude and I'm doing a podcast here. Right. But I don't you know, but I wouldn't want him on my team. And I know that would come as a shocker to some people. Like I think most everybody. Yeah. Why the fuck would you not want James Harden on your team? Simple. I just I don't think he's a good character guy. It's like it's like saying Okay, then I can't what think do you think it. about Russ? Uh Russ is the definition of a me guy. Yeah. And I wouldn't. I don't think I'd want him either. I'd want Dejounte. Dejounte is. I. I want Dejounte. Dejounte. Thank God, Dejounte is a spur, because he seems like the same build as Russell Westbrook. He'll be the same dude, just a different character guy. If that makes sense. He's he's working his ass off right now to get to get back. He's not going to come back. He's not this year. Yeah, he's not going to come. If they do rush him back, that's that, they. Yeah, they would, shouldn't. There's but no reason. To. There's no reason. Pop will pop. Pop right. will do it anyways. But um, yeah, it's just. I just don't like his. I just, I don't know. The, like I said, I don't know the guy personally. He just rubs me the wrong way, character wise. I don't. I wouldn't want him on my team, no matter if you score 30, 18 plus eighteen, eighteen straight game, games. Yeah, straight games with thirty points. plus points. Okay, yeah, that's that's tough to stop, especially when you when you do get calls in your favor and you do get to travel every so once in a while. Um, he doesn't travel as often as I think you might think he does. Because of that's the, fair, and because like, I watched a report, because I know exactly you're talking about like the double step back thing that he does. I'm talking about like literally every step back he does. Yeah, okay, it's not every one that he does because the step backs that he does, I watched a report on it, and the reason that they're not a travel is because where his zero foot plants and where he gathers the ball leads to that step back not being a travel okay. because that's where the start of the play is. It's just in motion. But the only difference is instead of the going motion going forward, his motion goes backwards. So it's not a travel. It's just something that hasn't happened yet. Like Steph Curry tried it, but the way that where his where he gathered the ball and then where his first footstep was. Did you see? There's a there's a video highlight somewhere of he like tries it and then he does this. He he does yeah, thirty he's on his showing chest. Up, he's he's like, like, yeah. What about like Harden? this guy got away with it? Yeah. I'm no, still- it's because he does it correctly because he's been working on that craft right there that particular shot that particular style of shot for a long time steph is now trying to implement that into his arsenal you know what i'm saying you know steph's thing that he's been doing for so long is threes from ridiculous spots in the court yeah harden's thing is his step back and then his double step back okay so it's not a travel it's not <clears throat> but it's very close to being one it's just something that we haven't seen happen before, so we're like, <gasps> like when the Eurostep first introduced itself into the league, everybody was like, "What the fuck is that shit about?" Like in semi-pro when they threw the alley oop, and everyone was like, "Yeah, what exactly." The, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, they just I, threw it up that, in the air, and he is went that to two. That's is that, 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 that count for four? How what, many is that? <laughs> what's going on here? Right, it's a lot like that. They haven't seen it before. People don't know how to react to it, and so when it's happening, and we're all like, "What? What? What happened? Is they did they just invent something new?" Yeah, pretty much, kind of. <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, <laughs> after the first week of playoffs, what are your picks for the next week on the and who's going to win? We we did that last week, and you probably heard it already. Um, did you guys see that uh, injury happen to Alan Hurst in the Cowboys game? We what? talked. We talked. Yeah, we talked about that as well, and you probably heard it as well. 
Start bench cuts. NFL. Carson Wentz. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz. Kirk Cousins. Eli Manning. Start bench cut. Start bench cut. Carson. Kirk Cousins and Eli Manning. I think I would put it in that order. Uh, me too. For start bench cut, me I would too. start Wentz. I would bench as much bad luck as Wentz. Actually, know what? No, I would actually bench or cut. Um, Cousins, and then bench Eli. Start Wentz, bench Eli, cut Cousins. Okay. He doesn't specify in their primes or right now or not, but I'm going to go with right now. Even though Wentz has had really bad luck the past two years and all that. I'm and a, you I'm, know that Cousins gonna... can't win a game versus a – he didn't have – I think he may have had one game, one win versus a team with a winning record last year or this year. Okay. Like he doesn't win at all. <laughs> like against a good team Like he can't win Yeah He can't throw the ball More than 20 yards He dinks and dunks He can't throw the ball More than 20 yards No the fuck he can't <laughs> He's in the NFL Yeah okay Sure yeah I mean physically I can throw a ball 20 yards He can throw a ball 20 yards You can probably throw a ball Rocco can throw a ball My brother Whose arm doesn't bend straight Can probably throw a ball 20 <laughs> yards But He can't throw a ball 20 yards To a receiver And have a complete catch Against Fucking anybody and so you're going to bench him or cut no, him? No, I'm going to cut his ass. You're going to cut him? Okay. Yeah, I'm not even going to draft him out of college. <laughs> you can stay at Michigan State. <laughs> stay at Michigan State, man. I think I'm going to do that order. Uh, second one, Zeke, Saquon Barkley, Lamar Miller. Say that again. Zeke, Saquon Barkley, Lamar Miller. Who does Lamar Miller play for? Texans. Okay. Thank you. I'd put it again in that order. <clears throat> Actually, no. Okay. I think I have to... I think, dude... I think I have to flip Saquon and Ezek. I'm going to start... I'm going to start Saquon because he's a absolute beast and monster. Zeke is as well. But... I'm, I got to bench him. Personally, I think I'd have to start Zeke, bench Saquon, and then cut Miller. I like Miller, but Miller is not as dynamic as the other two. The only thing that I think Saquon has over Zeke is pass catching ability, but even then Zeke can catch the ball out of the backfield. But I like Zeke's running style a little bit more than Barkley's. So yeah, I would have to start start Zeke, bench Saquon, and cut Lamar. That's fair. NBA, Rockets, <clears throat> Spurs, Kings. Easy. Okay. Is that is that like a cut? Start cut. bench cut. Oh yeah, we'll start the Spurs, bench the Rockets, and cut the Kings. Same. Who gives a shit about the Kings? <laughs> James Harden, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Damian Lillard. Dame, if you're listening, I'm sorry, I just mispronounced your name. You're not. But Say it again. So Dame, L.A., and who? Dame, L.A., and Harden. I'd have to start Harden. And then I would say probably, in this opinion, might be a little bit biased. Because they're kind of different players, so that makes it a little tough. Or, like, different positions. He's got two guards up against a power forward. Yeah. So I got... 
uh, again, maybe biased, but I because I love Damian Lillard. I do love Damian Lillard. I, I respect think, his game as well. I think he's probably one of the more underrated players. I think we should talk about him probably more often than we do. Agree. Um, <clears throat> but I would have to start Harden, bench, L.A., and then cut Lillard, I think. I'm going to flip L.A. and Harden, and I'm going to, yeah, same. You don't want the guy who's going to automatically score 30 points a game? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I don't like winning either. <laughs> well, we're a Rangers fans, so. Yeah, that's true. And Falcons. I'm a Falcons fan. And yep. So. Uh, he's got teams here. Tampa Bay Rays, Rangers, and Oakland A's. This is easy. Yeah. Start the Rangers, even though, yeah. Yeah. Start the Rangers. Um, I'm going to have to bench the A's and cut the Rays. Bring the A's to San Antonio, please. Just for my hatred of the A's, I'm going to cut the A's, bench the Rays, hoping that they come to San Antonio and then yeah. start the Rangers. I will gladly take the Rays. I'll gladly take any team. How about an, how about an, uh, what do you call it? Not an extension. Uh, uh, I can't think of the word right now. It'll come to me later. Aaron Judge, Manny Machado, and Paul Goldie. Goldschmidt. I'm gonna. So is I'm gonna start Goldie. I'm gonna bench Aaron, and I'm gonna cut Manny. Yeah, you heard me. Yeah, start Goldie, bench Aaron, and cut Manny. Okay. MLS, this is all you. Yeah. Houston Dynamo, uh, New York Red Bulls, LA Galaxy. So I have two answers for this. I have one that I want and then one that I would go with if I want to win. <laughs> so I, in all cases, I'm cutting the Dynamo. They're, I'm good. Okay. I don't even like the Dynamo as far as in-state teams go. Okay. Dallas FC all day. Um, if I want to win, I'm going Red Bulls Galaxy Dynamo. <clears throat> if it's by people I like and how I want teams to do, it goes Galaxy Red Bulls Dynamo. Okay. Tyler, I don't have an answer for you. Sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> he's got one more. Seattle Sounders. Well, one more M- LMS. MLS. <laughs> I was like MLS. It's MLA. Where's <laughs> <laughs> an APA? How am I doing my reference? Or citing? <laughs> uh, the Seattle Sounders. Atlanta FC. Atlanta United FC. Excuse me. Columbus Crew SC. Uh, Atlanta... Who's a, it was Atlanta, the Sounders, and uh, Columbus. Oh, man. He's I'm got, cutting Columbus. He's got fictional fights next to this first one. Oh, nice. my God. Uh, I would pick Atlanta, being from Atlanta, watching Atlanta for the last two years. Joseph Martinez is just a fucking firecracker. They just reloaded that roster. I think they got a great head coach. The Sounders are always a good team. They've made the playoffs 10 years in a row. Um, but I would have to go Atlanta, Sounders, uh, and then Columbus. We went to go watch uh, Seattle's affiliate, right? They played FC? Was that the team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, fights, who wins? You make, the, dude, when we did fictional fights, we did it on, we did it like two dudes up against each other and he does three, I, which I don't mind. I, I totally don't mind at all, Tyler. Keep doing it. It's just, it. I don't know, it makes it more interesting. Uh, fights, who wins? Kevin Hart, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather, Gerber baby. Is it bad that I don't know what the Gerber baby is? 
The Gerber baby? Yeah. Like the little from the Gerber foods and all that, the commercial, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> well, if this was a reading contest, I think the Gerber baby might win. It's not. It's for the very... highest reading level. It's nice. um, we're going with fight. I've heard Kevin's hard stand-ups on how he fights. And so I'm going to have to go with probably Mayweather, unfortunately, because I think he would beat up an infant for money. So I think that's just the kind of person that he is. Unfortunately, I have to go the same. Floyd Mayweather is a professional boxer who has never lost when he steps in the ring. So, yeah. I love Kevin Hart, but yeah. Uh, Bryce Harper, this is a good one. Manny Machado and Yasiel Puig. In a as fight? Much as I, yeah. As much Puig, as I, Machado, and who? Puig, Machado, and Harper. So much as I hate to say it, Machado. Machado's just got that dog in him. I might say Puig. Puig is a big dude. He is. Like, he's a big dude. That's a very that's a very fair point. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm going to go with yeah, Yasiel. You're going to go Puig? Yeah, just on size alone. Yeah, that's true. He's got the size over Machado. And Machado, although has a dog in him, we all know that he doesn't give a fuck about nothing. He doesn't. That's so, why. That's why I say he's got that dog. He's he. Yeah, but also that's also a negative too. If he doesn't care, then he might not be invested in the fight. That's very true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, second to last one: L.A. Demarcus Cousins, Dwight Howard. Cousins, Boogie Cousins. Are you kidding? Yeah, easy. That's. Sorry, LA, I love you, but that's pretty easy. Yeah. That's, yeah. Dwight Howard probably wouldn't even show up for the fight. No. Sunblock 2 Millie, the sun. <laughs> well, so far, it's been leaning towards the sun, but I feel I feel pretty good here coming up. That it's I been very sad lately. We haven't seen much of the sun. Work. I know, right? What's up with that? I don't know, man. It's all freezing over here, too. We are in San Antonio. We're like 10 steps away from the equator. Well, it is like, January, so. Yeah, but still. Hot damn, y'all. <laughs> I'm cold. Let's fix this shit. <laughs> Jesus. Talk Anyways, some highlights. Talk some highlights. Jerry Jones just, just lost a playoff game, but do you think he cares at all? Uh, no, not even a little bit. <clears throat> For those of you who don't know um, and don't follow the well, new... Well, you know, that's a lie. I think he cares a lot a bit. I think what's happening, though, is the reason that he did this is to not... To be distracted. To not care about it. Oh yeah, I think he cares a lot of it that he's. Still and when you have two hundred and fifty million dollars just sitting inside in a bank account somewhere, yeah. to then buy a yacht, two hundred and fifty dollar million yacht, larger it, than a football field. It's the same size. Oh, is it the same? I size? think it's about the same size. To awesome. be fair, but this thing can fit fourteen and has a crew of thirty. Has a full gym, full size gym. I think like a sauna, something else, some stupid shit you don't need. On a yacht. How long are you going to be spending on this yacht at any particular time? I think he gives this thing two years, sells around wherever he wants to sell around, and then come, but then turns around and sell it, sells it. But yeah, actually sells it. But that's yeah. just me. I don't know. I don't know. I just when you have two hundred and fifty, and we, and we like we we thought about this too. Um, did he find? We like asked each other. Oh, yeah. Did he finance it or, or did he just did outright? He, buy did he it? pay in full? I gotta imagine you paid in full, man. When I, you have that kind of money, yeah, you gotta have. I mean, you probably had two hundred and fifty just laying around somewhere. I was gonna say, I think you know he. I, the last update I read was he was worth anywhere between five point eight and six point eight billion with a B billion. <laughs> I think two hundred fifty million. Which, granted, 
it's is a lot. a lot. It's a quarter of a billion. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm not, you know. Yeah. But in general, I think, you know. You can probably afford it. Unfortunately, you can afford it. <laughs> and so you're going to go ahead and do that. Yeah. yeah. You know. So. You know what he also did? He also threw a party for cele- for all celebs, not excluding players and coaches and staff of the Cowboys. He threw a party the night before the playoff game in L.A. I just saw I saw I saw that on Twitter and Dallas staff seems to have a bad habit of going to L.A. before important games. Because remember, uh, was it Garrett? Yeah, Garrett. Co- yeah, went he to went to a game. Dodgers game. Yeah, during Dodgers an off week, I think. Well, it was a bye week. Yeah. yeah, and so you know they they all seem to want to go out there. I mean, I guess I understand it on some level. It makes sense. His big thing, you know, he's a <clears throat> when you can, you can, he's a network guy. He's, you know, he's, you know. He's out there to. He's probably looking to make business moves and, outside of football. That's you know. I imagine so. On some level, he's got to be. I, or he probably just he said, "Hey, we're going to be in L.A. Why not you throw know? a party? All the people are going to be there already. You know, I right. think I think we're going to win this game. I'm going to throw a party. Well, right. it turns out, no, you didn't win the playoff game. Right. Because their defense did not show up at all. But we'll talk about that. Well, later. but they did. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Um. So yeah, Jerry Jones can really do whatever he wants. Yeah. So. Dude's a genius. Must be nice. Kyler Murray. If you uh well you're dun, hearing, dun, 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 you're hearing this and you probably dun, already I probably read it somewhere, but dun, Kyler Murray officially dun, declared for the NFL draft. He wants fifteen million from the A's to forego the NFL. Little NFL draft background for you. Yeah, no, he's going to the NFL. Like there's no question about it. The gays have like seventy two hours as of yesterday to sway him back to playing baseball but why would you if you were murray there's no reason to you're gonna get drafted in the first round you're gonna get more than 15 million dollars maybe even go number one you're gonna go top five for sure no he's not going top five you don't think so no he's like top 20 who else who goes top five (sighs) tua no wow okay no uh the quarterback from Missouri will probably go top five. I think you're going to get a lot of defensive ends. I think you're going to get a lot of uh, linemen as well, offensive linemen, um, maybe even middle linebacker. The like the defense is going to go first. Okay, defense is going to go first. There are a lot of teams that are looking for a couple of pieces on defense to kind of sure themselves up so that they can then work on their offense, I think is how this is going to go. Because uh, if you look at the NFL coaching vacancies and who they were filled by, it's a lot of really young guys who are very quarterback heavy, but most of those teams have young quarterbacks already. The last couple of drafts, we've found some pretty good quarterbacks that come out. Um, what about the Giants? Some better than others. Uh, Haskins, I think they could pick up Haskins out of Ohio State. Um, here's the problem with Kyler Murray. It's not that I don't like Kyler Murray. It's not that I don't think he's an exceptional talent at the quarterback position. But on a good day, he's like 5'10", like 195. Small? He's very small. Yeah. You know, and if you look at guys who are kind of like him in his style of play, you look at Drew Brees, who's also a small guy. What is Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson's a smaller dude. I think he's maybe six foot. Um, but, you know, and then you look at Baker, May- excuse me, Baker Mayfield, who's kind of in that build also. 
you know, <clears throat> and what you'll find is that they're all bigger than he is. They're all more stout. They're thicker than he is. Yeah. Like in the torso and the thigh, like they're just bigger than he is. Yeah. So unless he can put on a lot of pounds real quick, get himself larger so that he doesn't get hurt, I don't see him being a top five or even necessarily a top ten. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes top ten, but he won't go top five. I think there are a lot of other positions that other teams need to sure up before um, he gets picked. First round for sure, but not in the top five. Okay. That's fair. Haskins, the quarterback from Missouri, are the top two. I think Haskins probably deserves that more than the guy from Mizzou does. But anyway, doesn't matter. But yeah, so he's a great talent, but he's not... Kind of surprises me, man. He's got a lot of questions. I mean, a lot of people are questioning it right now. Not questioning it, but a lot of people are kind of like surprised at the move. And I don't know. I I favor baseball over football just because I do. That's me. Um, So, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't want him to play baseball. I mean, the man can do whatever he wants. And he has that right to do whatever he wants. It just seems like baseball would be a longer career. And I get it. You want to go play in the NFL and you want to, you know, have fun and all that. Well, make money is the big one. Make money is the big one, yeah. But, again, baseball is a much easier shape to be in than football shape. So if you go play football for a few years, you can then switch over to baseball pretty easily. Do you think he honestly will, though? I think depending on how his NFL career goes, sure. He gets out there, and then he's just not cut for it because he's not big enough. Uh, because you know the defenses in the NFL are better able to adjust to his style of play. Like Bama beat him, you know, and then Bama yeah. got embarrassed in the national title game. So it's not like they were even the best team in the country. So there's at least two teams better than Oklahoma. Yeah, and every NFL team is better than Oklahoma or Clemson. You know, just by nature. So. If he doesn't do well in one sport, he's got a pretty sweet backup. Yeah, you know, it's not. A, can you imagine having that problem? No, it's a pretty nice problem. To have. <laughs> I wish, I wish I had that problem. Jesus, like Too- my backups are like, well, I guess Wendy's is closed. Better hit the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know why one would be closed and the other wouldn't be, but yeah, the all fast foods never close really. Right. Yeah, that's just. Hey man, do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, if congratulations, you're, Kyler, you're not listening to this, but if you, I mean, do whatever you want, man. I, I mean, that's just me personally. I just, I'd go play baseball. Please and thank you for for ten years or eight years, whatever they offer you. Please and thank you, man. It's it's a grind, no matter what. We've we've talked about it in the past in the in the podcast, but you know, it's a grind. The both well, both leagues are a grind. You know, right, one is shorter than the other, but really, it's well, all a grind. But there's more effort put in in a shorter amount of time in football. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, hey, man, whatever makes you happy, do it. Uh, let's talk some baseball real quick because we haven't talked baseball in a while. Talk a little BC ball. As of right now, we're recording this on a Tuesday morning. It is what day is it? I don't know. It's I never know these days. It's the tu- <laughs> it's a Tuesday <laughs> morning. It. I never know these days. It's <laughs> January. Pitchers and catchers are reporting February 12th and 13th. We still have no destination for Harper and Machado. Phillies are still in. The White Sox offered Manny eight years. And a gajillion dollars. Yankees are out. Wasn't it like 252? It was was a dumb amount of money. It was a, right? Yeah. The Yankees are out on Machado. Are the Yankees out on Harper? 
Uh, I don't. Yeah, I would assume so. Because um, they're only picking up players, and they have a pretty stacked outfield at this point, and yeah. it's not really feasible for Machado to play first base, or not Machado. Excuse me, Harper, uh, Harper to play first base. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see why, and I don't think they're going to offer Harper the money that he wants. The mystery teams are still in play for both. Then the mystery team has been kind of like a rumored kind of thing. So I got one for you. I was speculating on this last night. Yeah, I go ahead. Gonna I was going to ask you anyway. Go ahead. Fucking hate this idea, but just think about it. <clears throat> How no, many it's teams not. in the MLB just lost arguably one of the best third basemen in the game? <laughs> just one. Just one. Machado is arguably is probably a top 10 third baseman. I would even hesitate to put him top like seven, top six, top five. There are a lot of really good third basemen out there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Who doesn't have a third baseman? Right now, the Rangers. Yeah. It's interesting. Right. Very interesting. And we have the cap space to do it. Because yeah. we just cut, like, everybody. And we're going after nothing but pitching right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. What if Machado I, came to the Rangers? I don't see it happening. But I don't. I can't right now either. I would be very, very, very surprised if the Rangers I were would the be team. shocked. Yeah. I would be absolutely shocked. But it kind and of I've makes seen sense the rumors, a little bit, though. I've seen the rumors. It does make sense. You're not wrong. I've seen the rumors too, and everybody's like, "Well, Rangers are about to open up a new stadium." Yeah, we are, but but that didn't necessarily have anything. It to do doesn't with it. really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, I guess you want your inaugural season to be a success in a new stadium. Yeah, but that's not even. It's a factor. Yeah, but it's not like eighties. I I wouldn't say it's a deciding factor. Right. But I mean, I I read somewhere that John Daniels said he didn't he that they're not going to be big spenders this off season anyway. So I just but that's why it's a mystery team. That's yeah, yeah. They're maybe not going to be big spenders, but who would have guessed also that Harper and Machado would still be on the market this long after being in free agency? Nobody really. That's what I'm saying. Nobody. And granted, these two are very, I think the very fi- strong personalities, so they're probably kind of hard to work with. I think Phillies get one of them for sure. I think the Phillies get Harper. Yeah, I really do. Same. It would make sense. They need a little more solidity in their off or in their outfield. It would be a great spot in the batting lineup for them. They're very and they've young been going now. after they've been going after big names recently. Yeah. They just they, I mean they just, they got Arietta and yeah. um yeah, but they're young. Yeah, they're talented. They yeah. have a good pitching staff. Yeah. They have great players that are coming up. They're only going to get better with experience. It would make sense if you have somebody who can be the big-time guy who can go up to Philly and show these young cats what it's like to be in the limelight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Get them over that hump. Get them over that edge. And, you know, that I think that division's not overly strong either. You know, I know you have the A's in that one as well. I think you have the Mets in that one as well. The mm-hmm. Mets are trash. They have a great pitching staff, but everything else is trash. Can you see the Giants being a factor as a mystery team? What year is it? We're in 2019? We're in 2019. No. No? No. They're only good in even years. <laughs> I saw a, uh, <laughs> I saw an article that had them as listed as a mystery team, maybe. Like a, somebody wrote like a possible mystery team. The <sighs> and then I've, I, the Rangers were second. And I was like, I just... 
I see the Rangers. I can see the why people are saying it. I really can. You know, yeah. we we already talked about it, but I'd be very very shocked. And it makes perfect sense. We just lost Are greatest Beltray. We just lost the greatest third baseman to ever do it, to ever play. Well, one of them, one of least. them, but but arguably the greatest. Arguably. I would say, but yeah, no, I agree. And I didn't, I didn't even realize that they were writing reports that it might have been the Rangers. That just makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it makes a whole lot of sense, and it's really unfortunate because I, you know, we're not the biggest fans of Machado, but also, you know. Maybe the Rangers need a little fucking stank on the back end there. Yeah. You know, maybe we need that little bit of extra dog. Maybe we need that nasty. Exactly. You know, like Pop said. Yeah. Give me some that. Maybe we need that nasty in our yeah. lineup. And Machado <clears throat> likes to be a hitter. Rangers are a hitter's ballpark. Dallas is a hitter's ballpark. The Angels have a... They have a it's not a hitter's ballpark, but it's not not a hitter's ballpark either, you know? The A's have a little bit of a harder ballpark to hit in, I think, because they're yeah. so fucking big. So he'd be in a division where you'd be hitting the ball a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, the hardest competition that you have to go up against, I guess, would be... And he's a glove at third base. Or he's a... Sorry. He's a, he's a fucking vacuum at third base. Yeah, man. absolutely. He, I mean, he's, there's no there's no denying that. Oh, yeah. You know, he's, he's very talented. And he's played short before. So let's say we lose Elvis Andres... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could put him at short and Profar. Or did we still have Profar? No, we traded I was say, Pro- we traded Profar. We traded right? Profar. So then you put, you know, whomever else in third. Yeah. You know, he's a, you know, I not think, a utility uh, guy, but. I think Isaiah Kanafalefa is going to be, um, going to go to third. I think he'll you start. Think so? I think this, I think if we don't make See, a I move. I thought he'd be a catcher. No, because we just, it we just got that guy. We just got, um, ah, what's his name? I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name either. We should look it up anyway. He's going to be a starter. But. Even still, though, I mean, eh. I liked kind of left behind the plate. I, I saw a crazy a stat. Job. I saw a crazy stat somewhere. The new catcher mm-hmm. uh, last year, pass balls. Guess how many pass balls Robinson Chirinos allowed? As a much lot. As, as much as I love Robinson Chirinos, a lot. He gave up thirteen, I think, thirteen or fourteen pass balls in his career. The new guy that is coming in has in his career, dude, has given up thirteen pass balls. Which is nuts because he's Jeff in, Mathis. Jeff Mathis, yeah, thank you. Because he's been in the he's been in the league for a while. He's a veteran. Right. That's that's crazy stat. As much as I love, you Trin- said how many balls? 13, 14, something like that. Total. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What he's played for the? D-backs. He's a very very good catcher. Played for the Marlins. Yeah, plays for the Rangers. He's number two. He's getting two milli. Yeah. So I mean. I think if we don't make a move, Isaiah will probably start the season at third. Yeah, yeah, I can see him starting there. He's he's great in the because they're not they're not going to move um, Odor. No, he's at second. Yeah, Odor's at second. Gallo will probably start this. No, sorry, okay, not, Gallo. not Gallo. Guzman. Uh, Guzman. Yeah, Ronald Guzman. Guzman will start the season at first. Yeah, I agree with that. Nomar will be in right. Yeah. We just signed no more to, no more in Delino DeShields to one year deals. Yeah. To, to avoid, avoid arbitration. Arbit- yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be Delino in center. Real quick, do you know what arbitration means? Because uh, I I don't. I have a general idea, but let me Google it to give And for our listeners, yes, I don't know what arbitration means. Leave me alone. Let's go. I don't know how to spell it. Google's like, did you mean anything fucking else? <laughs> uh Arbitration, the use of an arbiter to settle a dispute. 
Um, hold on, let me do this. Arbitration in baseball. Uh, following the salary arbitration process, the player and the team both submit a salary offer for a new contract. The arbiter chooses one of the numbers or the other based on which offer is closest to the salary of the players with similar abilities and service time. So it's basically like a conversation about how much money to pay this person or they don't play anymore, I guess. Who's the arbiter? A third party. Oh, a third a, party. Okay. Yeah. Like I would a, assume it'd be a third party. Like an agent or somebody? I would guess probably somebody who like okay. looks again because they have to. So it's basically just a negotiation. It's kind of a contract negotiation. Okay. Yeah. And if you make the deal, and usually I think it's a short amount, a year. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, well, there's nothing left on your contract, but we still want you, but we don't want a new deal. So we're going to do this yeah. to get what's fair. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. I like the deals. I I mean, Delano DeShields has proven himself to. Has he though? He spent a lot of time last year in the minors. He did. He did. That's, That's you not didn't... really proving yourself to me. I like him as an outfooter, but I'm sorry, bro. But you gotta get in the cage, man. Like, yeah. He just he hasn't proven himself at the plate. Yeah. To me, at least, I don't, I don't know. He hasn't proven a whole. I mean, he's a solid outfielder. He's, he's a solid played... outfielder. You know, he's but there are a lot of solid outfielders. Yeah. Drew Robinson is a good solid outfielder, and I think he bats if he had more time, he could bat just as well, if not better. He's Speed not, he's, would be the biggest difference. He's but. no more, we let him go. Right, but I'm just not as an example. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Cause I don't know. He hasn't he's good, but just like Joey Gallo, he didn't proven shit to me other than he can hit the moon. Yeah. Like congratulations. Can you bet over two hundred? <laughs> You know can you get on base? Can you get on base at all? Can you can you get on base besides hitting a moonshot? Can you fucking bunt to third base? Because they're letting you. Yeah, they're literally giving time. it to you. Literally every time. Yeah, and I don't understand why he bitches so much about it, but then does fuck all nothing to fix it. Literally, he does nothing. If every team says, oh, we're going to put nine players, we're going to move our catcher from behind home plate and put him in right field just to fuck with you, that says something about you. Dude. That's no longer, oh, man, well, if the shift was anything, it'd be back in my prime. No shit, Sherlock. Their job professionally is to stop you from doing the thing that you're good at doing. And them all lining up on that side of the field says, you're only good at one thing. That's it. That's like if, you know. In football, Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's say they had no receivers, right? And they said, we're going to beat you. If you didn't put 11 people on the line and block our run game, we would win. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Figure out something else. <laughs> it's not working for you. I guess pulling the ball is not working for Joey Gallo. You should figure out, I don't know, anything else? <laughs> God, I hate that dude. I don't hate him. Joey, I do. You're I not do. Listen- Joey, you're not listening. I don't hate you, dude. I, I, do. I, I may have. It may sound like I like I strongly dislike you. I, dude. I he- really strongly dislike him. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting paid professional ba- to play professional baseball to do a job. Your job, as much as you might think so, is not to hit the moon. Your job is to get on base and be productive, man. Yeah. If that means hitting a home run, congratulations. Congratulations. Can you do it while you have bases loaded or a guy on second or like literally anything else? Because half the time you stepped up to the plate last year, that was a situation. And you struck out almost every time. I'm sorry, dude. I'm he's sorry. He's not consistent at the plate, which is the only thing that he's fucking good for. He bitches about it. He won't learn anything different. Joey, like, 
He is not coachable. Joey, I don't hate you. I really don't hate I you. Do. I'm I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I do, though. <laughs> but seriously, man, get in the cage and figure it out. It's baseball. It's that's it's defense. That's the way it's supposed to be, bro. They know what you're gonna do, so they're stopping it. Yeah. Figure it out. Literally. It's like, it's not hard. Well, they, I mean it is hard, but But every team is just insulting him at this point by being like, Yeah, we're gonna put like eight over here. We don't care if you at this point we're never gonna get him on as a guest, but it's okay. I don't even care. I would almost want him to be like, Look, dude, we've been trashing you for like a year and a half now. I want you to come onto the show just to defend yourself because <laughs> I bet you can't. <laughs> and you know what would be even worse? I bet you we would piss him off so bad that he would like freak out, fight, or want to leave. Because we're know. like, yeah, can you do he's anything other dude. than pull? You can't. <laughs> <He's> Surprise. <laughs> like, And he'd be like, I can do other things. And I'd be like, yeah, prove it. <laughs> prove it. Fucking prove it. He'd be like, well, I can't. I'm like, well, okay. Then I guess you can't do it. No, on a serious note, enter the, enter the derby le- next year. If you get invited, please go. Cause that'd be that'd be fun to watch. It would I would I would enjoy watching it. I wouldn't. I want him back in the fucking cages, learning to hit to right field or left field. So don't go to the derby. Learn to hit to left field. <laughs> anyway, all right. Before we on. before we go off anymore, some sauce mo- some sauce news. Sauce. Did you see this? City of San Antonio approved. I had not. No. The city of San Antonio approved plans for a renovation project worth over five hundred k to improve facilities at Wolf Stadium, which is pretty cool. Um. Yeah, it's not nearly enough money though, and I heard most of the improvements. I was are... like, "Yeah, that's uh, as, as much uh, as uh, <laughs> as much as as much money as five hundred dollars, five hundred thousand dollars is." Yeah, we're over here. That's not a lot of money. That's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I get paid nine dollars an hour. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> improvements will be done mostly to the clubhouses, dugouts, and batting cages, and this is coming, of course. Uh, uh, before they moved to before they moved to Triple A, this is good news. I mean, it's good news. It is. I thought the big thing was they needed more seats. They do. They do, bro. So why aren't they is, adding more seats? I don't know. Okay, that's maybe that's the next step. I, well, I guess if you want to prove yourself to the other teams as well, you got to have better equipment for those teams. I bet they probably had feedback, like dating back a few years from players saying, "Hey, some man, outdated stuff." Hey, man, you know. Right. Do you know yeah. what they're changing to those things? Did I don't. Say? I don't. They're, I think I know they're making the clubhouse bigger. Clubhouse is bigger. Right. But as far as like what that means, I don't know. Fair enough. Um, I'd be curious. That's pretty cool, though. That is. I mean, it's it's much it's much uh, needed. Um, but uh, but also the the outside of everything where people where fans actually can sit and see right needs improvements as but well. But it's not the worst stadium. Like it's better than some stadiums I've been to. Dude. You know, it's not the worst. It could be better. It's not the worst. But it's fairly clean. But I've seen a lot There's nicer a lot of college seating. stadiums, bro. Yeah, but think about it. Where's their money coming from? The university. Yeah, boosters. So and all, they're getting money no matter what. These guys have to more or less yeah. earn Whatever they're getting, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, but that's cool. I mean, it's good news in general. It's, I mean, it's needed, much needed. Um, but yeah, I think um, just from a personal standpoint, uh, more renovations need to be done to the actual seating and just right in general. But yeah, more sass news, more What's sassiness. What's up? Tony Parker comes home for the first time oh, last yeah. night. Oh, yeah. That was fun to watch. That was really great to watch. We lost the game. And I, I, told, Lauren, I told Lauren it's almost fitting. You know, Kawhi comes back and we just kick his ass. And right. Then Tony comes in. Come, Tony comes back in and he and beats then, us. Right. So it just makes perfect sense. 
So Parker said, I am drained physically and emotionally. It was an awesome night, and I just want to thank the fans for the way that they reacted tonight. It was unbelievable, and I appreciate it. It was a great memory for me, one that I will cherish for the rest of my life. Parker played a total of 19 minutes. He contributed 8 points on 4 of 12 shooting. Uh, had a couple of key buckets late. He had a 20-foot jumper to start the fourth quarter, um, which put the Hornets up by 6, which is kind of starting to get, you know. Yeah. Get away. Uh, Parker also had uh, four assists, and actually he didn't turn the ball over, which I thought was even the most impressive part. Yeah. Um, and we also had we we had Marco and uh, Rudy Gay out too, so I think that hurt us. And we did, yeah. We, That's a lot of our, or not a lot of our scoring, but two very viable scoring options right there. We just kind of looked out of gas to me. We just kind of looked like we were, you know, right, kind of tired. We've been all. playing. The Spurs have been playing a lot of games fairly quickly, one after the other. Yeah. So. Um. I could tell that specifically with L.A. I mean, yeah, he's a big dude. He's not, you know. <laughs> that dude had fifty six against the against the. Uh, that's a season high. That's, okay, that's see? a career high, bro. Oh yeah, career high. That's Excuse me, career. that's a he career took the high. Ball home, dude. He told the I ref. I hope he, so. He told the ref. He's like, "Hey, man, I, I'm going to need this," and he took it. Home yeah, straight up. Absolutely. So, um, so our San Antonio Spurs are currently on a two game losing streak. We'll be all right. Killing the game. We'll be all right. Uh, we're six and four in the last ten. I think we said we're about like what twenty and five or twenty and something like that in the last uh, um last twenty whatever games. Right now we're sitting at a twenty five and twenty record. Um, we're seventh one, in the West, right? Yeah, seventh in the West. One game behind the Rockets in the uh, Southwest Division. There. Um, last night was a prime prime time to move up to uh, move up in the standings, but just couldn't get it done. Yeah, but again, we've been playing a lot of very, very intense games back to back to back to because we played what we played the the we, we played the Thunder, Thunder twice. Back to back. That's tough. We played the you Nuggets back to back. Played the Nuggets back to back. That's another tough series. Yeah, you know these guys. You know, and I think that the Hornets may have been a little bit better rested than we have been. Um, well, they came in on a on a three game losing streak, and they had they've been away they had been away from home for twelve days. They were on a long ass road trip, right? So I think they were just kind of rejuvenated yeah. to get back home. I think, yeah. And I think I I well, really, the, this game was in San Antonio, right? It was, yeah. I really think they were just rejuvenated with Tony Parker's um, return, right? I, I think I think Something it kind of I, I think it kind of sparked the the Hornets as in general, yeah. So I would agree with that. But it was nice. It was uh, we uh, we saw the tribute video. We were watching it on TV and saw the tribute video. Re- very well done. Yeah, it really was very nice. Whoever's doing that with the Spurs, that's very well done. Yeah, they you, do a great uh, job. Very nice job. Danny's, Kawhi's, Parker's. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, right now um, as it stands, the Spurs are seventh in the West. Uh, one through six consists of Denver, Golden State, OKC, Houston, Portland, the Clippers, the Spurs, and then Utah rounding out the top eight. Uh, Utah just snuck in there because it was the Lakers yesterday. Uh, and then just talk about the East for a minute just because they also kind of exist. Uh, you have Toronto, Milwaukee, Indianapolis, um, the Phillies, Boston, Miami, Brooklyn, and then Charlotte, who moved into eighth place with that win yesterday. Be curious, we got to go back to the episode where we were talking about the NBA during preseason to see who we thought would be in the top eight and see how close we are. Okay. When it, let's let's do that when we get to what the All Star break. Sure. And then we'll do it at the end of the year just to see how close we were. Sure. So that'd be fun. We're like a couple weeks away from the All Star break. I was about to say we're not too far away. We're halfway well, we're through the season. Forty five games. Yeah. yeah it's we're a little through. over halfway. Yeah. All right. Now well, that's a sauce news. A little sauce. Spurs news. Let's talk some football. Let's talk some football. This is arguably the greatest week 
in football. So ever watch football? Every week. Yeah. Not necessarily ever, but every time that there is the divisional round, it's the greatest one in football because it's the best team in that division and then the team that won to get there. Yep. It's the two best teams. So the Chiefs beat the Colts 31-13. Any surprises there? A little bit. A little bit? A little bit. And I think that's because of personal bias. KC was at home. So KC at home, it was a frigid game. It was in the snow, which always makes it kind of meh for me. I've never been like, yeah, let's have terrible weather. Fuck your ankles. So (laughs) Chiefs got up quick on the Colts, and they never looked back. Yeah. It was a very handle, you know, they beat beat the Colts very handily. I didn't get to watch this Um, one. I don't even think that Patrick Mahomes had a touchdown pass. No? I don't think so. I think this was all on the ground with different people. But regardless, it's not even so much how the Chiefs did, more how the Colts did. I think Kevin may have been onto something when he said that uh, the Colts' familiarity with the Texans helped them in their victory in that round. Because when they came out against the Chiefs, they looked beat. They looked outcoached. They looked uncomfortable. Andrew Luck looked uncomfortable, and he doesn't look uncomfortable. Patrick Mahomes looked very comfortable, and he came out and proved it. So, was it a surprise? No, but, you know, it's also the Chiefs in the playoffs, so we're never really like, oh, they got it, not a problem, you know? I don't think there are very many people in the world outside of Chiefs fans who are, like, dead belief that the Chiefs could have won that game. You're right. Patrick Mahomes did not throw a touchdown pass. (laughs) He had, like, what, 200-something passing yards? 278. Yeah. So, yeah, it was on the ground, you know, but what it did show me is that the Chiefs can score in a lot of different ways. We knew that already. Yeah. But it's hard to game plan for the Chiefs because they can do so many things so well. And the big one is just the athletes that they that they have. They have athletes all over that field. These guys are quick, they're smart, they're agile, and they will beat you in a foot race. Yeah. So, was I surprised? No. But do they beat the Pats or do we want to get to that later? Let's run through this round and then we'll go. Okay. Rams beat the Cowboys 30 Rams to 22. Beat the Cowboys. You go first. Defense didn't show up. But they did. They couldn't stop CJ Anderson, who's a veteran running back, man. Fair, fair. I understand that. When you were renowned for a defense that stops the run game and you just let a, th- I don't know how old he is, but okay. you let him run all over you? They couldn't stop and they were still one possession away. Yeah, very You're going to tell me that their defense didn't show up and they were still one possession away. Very true. Okay, They that's... bent. They did not break. They gave up a couple of touchdowns. If you would have gone just on touchdowns alone, I think the Cowboys would have won. What the Cowboys did do is force them to kick field goals over and over and over again. Although they scored on every possession, they were one touchdown away. A touchdown and two-point conversion. They made it so they made it close. It's not that the defense didn't show up. That's a really, really tough offense to just stop. Yeah. How do you just stop Todd Gurley? How do you just stop CJ Anderson? How do you just stop? Contain him. Right. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's not, you know, that's much, much easier said than done. Yeah. Again, I am more impressed with how the Cowboys lost than how the Rams won. Because it's cool. Yeah, and I'm not a Cowboys fan. Neither know, am I. I'm not everybody Harvard. knows that. But the Rams scored on, I think, every possession that they had the ball. And the Cowboys were still one touchdown away from tying that game. Well, eight points. 
So they were a touchdown and conversion, two point right. conversion. So you had to score a touchdown and then you had to get the two yeah. point conversion after. However, you want to yeah. save it for the semantics, don't EB White. But what I'm saying is, is that the Cowboys, who were very big underdogs in this game, I think, came out and kept this game interesting. One touchdown and a two point conversion. Were they up? They were up at this at one point now, or am I wrong? I don't think. I think they were very early. I think it was like seven to three. I think they scored first. I could be wrong. Uh, I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. But anyway, so I'm okay. And then so a couple of takeaways with that. Number one, you got to start replacing your offensive line. They're getting older, but you need that offensive line to do any kind of work in the NFL for the way the Cowboys system is set up. I mean, if you want Dak Prescott to perform well, you kind of need right. protection. You need Zeke Elliott to you need blockers. get these holes, you know what I'm saying, to be able to yeah. get through any of these gaps. you got to have blockers. you got to start working on that offensive line. Not that they're not great now, but they're not going to be there forever. should probably go after some receivers, too. I don't think there's a whole lot of great receivers in this draft, so it's probably not. I think they're okay. I think if they got one more, they'd be fine. Yeah. But I think their receiving core just needs to get healthy. That's the big one. Um, Beasley was playing on an injured thigh. Ankle. Was it ankle? Ankle. Oh, I heard he also strained his... Strained his... He might have. I thought it was the ankle. I knew it. I know it was the ankle. Fair enough. But but anyway, so if you get healthy, you get Dak Prescott back um, to playing with, you know, a team full of healthy guys, um, then I think they can continue to do just as well because their defense is going to be good for a long time. They're young on both sides of the ball. The second thing I noticed about this game is the Cowboys' offense seems to be like easy to read. Yeah. Did you? Um, there's a someone wrote an article. I forgot who it was, but somebody put an article out I saw on Twitter that the Rams actually kind of knew what the Cowboys uh, O line were going to do. Right? We're going to do. Like they they studied the they studied their like movements and hand movements and they knew by which arm they or which uh, right. hand they were putting down on the on the ground like what they were going to do the schemes that they were going to do right so I was like well that's really good prep prep work yeah that doesn't look great on the Cowboys it just seemed like the Cowboys were very vanilla in their play call Rams the Rams were one step ahead of them they it, and it looked like that too for a lot of the game I mean they held Zeke to less than 50 yards yeah granted he got a touchdown but I mean it took grown man Dak to come in and do some work to get them to be within one touchdown go him grown man's Dak grown man Dak <laughs> on his grown man Dak shit um and then the last thing that I noticed about this game is Dak is not a 100 million dollar quarterback he's not he's a good quarterback how much is he getting paid? Is he getting paid that much? No, not now. But they're the whole contract talk, you know, how yeah. much are you gonna pay? Is he the quarterback for your forever or whatever the case is? He's their dude. Is he the right dude for Dallas? I think, yeah. I think so. Is he a hundred million dollar dude for Dallas? No, I do not think so. I That's, don't think you wouldn't pay that for him. No. Yeah. No, I think it was a huge mistake that Minnesota signed Kirk Cousins to a gazillion dollar contract. I think we saw that. You know, you look at all these other guys who signed these big contracts and ended up being just fucking god-awful. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea for the Dallas Cowboys to sign him to a $100 million contract. Sign him to a good contract, a decent contract, the one that's going to, you know, pay him in he's the top. He's their dude. He's not going anywhere. Right. But I don't think he's worth $100 million. But he is definitely the Cowboys quarterback. That's fair. And should be. 
I think. That's fair. He earned the job. Yeah, he did. And he's been earning it too. It's not yeah. a big but the question was is how much is quote unquote he worth? And you don't think he's worth that much. No, I don't. Okay. I don't. I can't say I don't have an opinion on that, so no. yeah. But yeah. Sorry, he's, Kev, man. It's always next year. <laughs> says Cowboys is, fan since is, like ninety four. But is is it really? Is I don't it, know. Is there always next year? <laughs> it's always next year. At this year. point it's always been next year for like fifteen years. I was right? about to say more than I think like twenty years. <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. It's not funny. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. This game was the most surprising game. This game was... This game was unreal. Yeah. Patriots are not human. They beat the Chargers 41-28. They came out and just... Tom Brady looked... Punched them in the fucking mouth. You know what I was thinking about as I was watching some of it? I was at work, but I, I was watching some of it. Tom Brady, to me, even like just watching him like play a little bit, he always looks so comfortable, like he's never bothered, and he's always relaxed and loose. Right. And so that would help you play to your benefit, right? Like it would help you be as great as you are if you always felt so relaxed and loose and, right. com- and comfortable. Because he just he almost knows like he's going to go out there and win. Right. I mean, yeah, I think it helps definitely, that feeling of, being where you're supposed to be kind of a deal. Right. You know, I think that helps with with how you play. But I mean, in his mind, he's probably like, okay, yeah, we didn't have that great of a regular season, but playoffs the playoffs are my time. Right. You know? Like yeah, he's nobody, just gotta win one game. Nobody messes with me in playoff time. And he he proved that. Right. Chargers went in not clear favorites, but they were they had the fans backing for sure. Yeah. But it was in Foxborough, but still, right? Chargers went in, and but the thing for me that was just so like, Jesus, is people, for one reason or another, on some level, always doubt the Patriots. We don't say they can't do anything. Do so we like, doubt the Patriots though? I think this year, this specifically, year, we, yeah, this yeah. year, yes, because this is the most vulnerable I think that they've ever been. But people never want to think that the Patriots can do X, Y, and Z. And I think that's because we don't want them to do X, Y, and Z. We're so tired of this dynasty that's just been ruling the AFC for... Our lives. I was like, most of our lives at this point. Our lifetimes. You know what I'm saying? So, but every time they get into the playoffs, every time there's a bye week, every time the Pats play in the playoffs, they look smarter than you. They look better prepared than you. They look more relaxed than you. They look like a championship team, even without championship players. Like you're gonna tell me. I think they not to not to interrupt your point, but I think they scored on the first three possessions of the yeah. Of the, it was like all, twenty eight to all touchdowns, yeah. which was a record, a playoff record. For as much as Tom Brady has done in his career, that's he's still breaking records. Like it's extraordinary. Nobody's done that ever in the in the NFL playoffs. Yeah. Scored on the first three scored a touchdown on, on their the, first three drives. On the first three drives. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, come on. That's dude. just ridiculous. But again, it goes to prove they're more prepared than you. They're smarter than you. They're not faster than you, but they're trickier than you. Like it's just ridiculous to see the Patriots go into the off se- or the postseason. That Every just, year. That just goes to show the work they put in, man. 
the work the worth ethic that goes on behind the scenes like right you know people will say like yeah they didn't have that great of a regular season so they're probably not going to do great in the in the playoffs you know you still have Tom Brady who works his ass off media from what you see on the media side you you don't know what this dude does behind the scenes you know you don't know what this guy how much work this guy puts in so i mean yeah i mean it's just unfucking real and it's almost and as much shit as Bill Belichick gets, I mean, yeah, he probably doesn't look like he has a whole lot of fun because he's working his ass off. Right. But he wins. I think the difference is is people's definition of the word fun. Yeah. I think his version of fun is just keeping a job and winning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you were losing, he'd be miserable. You know what I was thinking about? For as great as the Patriots has been... And I'm not going to take anything away from them. They're, they're a dynasty. That's, mm-hmm. that's clear. Tom yeah. Brady is arguably the greatest quarterback that has ever played the game. Most successful, at least. Most, yeah. Would you rather... And people call them boring, much like the Spurs have been called boring in the past. Would you rather have flashiness that loses? Or would you, ha- would you rather have boring that is successful? A little bit, I guess, maybe depends on the sport. <clears throat> like in baseball, I'll take boring and successful. Because baseball's already kind of boring. I love baseball. But to How the average you? fan, it's kind of... How dare you? Okay, to so the average fan, it's kind of boring. You have to... You have, there's a lot to appreciate. There's a lot to appreciate. I completely agree with you. Trust me. When I you agree. go to a baseball game, you should know what you're getting yourself into. Right. Nine out of... Okay, let's go, what? Six out of ten fans... Are gonna think the baseball is boring. Yeah, right. Which yeah. is unfortunate, but it's true. It is, but it's true, yeah. right? So I'll take boring and efficient in baseball. In basketball, I like fundamentals more than I like a lot of other things, and I think that's because I grew up watching the Spurs for so long. I like ball Jimmy movement D. and right ball movement, spacing, passing. I like the mid range game. I like the post guy. Like you know, the yeah. three point is fun to watch, but it's not like you know. Yeah. So I, I'll take. Boring and efficient over, over flashy, flashy and losing James Harden. Right, I'd, I'd do that. Um, I think in football, I might even take flashy and losing over boring and efficient because I think you can still win potentially with flashy. You know, but I think the way football works is we like the spectacle. Patrick Mahomes. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, they've lost a few games and they're flashy as shit. Yeah. You know, you look at the Rams, flashy as shit. Mm -hmm. The Saints are not flashy as shit, but they keep winning. Mm -hmm. So I think it just kind of depends on the sport. If we're talking football, I'll take flashy and losing. Saints aren't flashy? No, not anymore. Okay. They used to be maybe five, three to five years ago, but not anymore. Not with the kind of running backs that they have, you know. Yeah. I think, yeah. So, we like to think that they're flashy, because that's what we're used to. Drew Brees throwing a gazillion touchdowns and 100,000 yards. Right. But really, I don't think they're as flashy as we think they are anymore. Yeah. Uh, Saints beat the Eagles 20-14. to 14. Any surprises? Aside, yes. Aside from the, uh, the what we talked about, what's the difference between Vols and Wentz? Right. So I don't really have an opinion on it. It's just, I think it's a matter of just different energy, different, I don't know. Right. 
Um, so my only really surprise there is how bad the Eagles offense was um, after scoring those first two. The Saints ground out the clock. They scored what they needed to score to win. So I'm not super surprised. Um, but, yeah, so a couple storylines came out of that, though. And the two big ones are what Trent Dilfer said and then the quarterback controversy in Philadelphia. Yeah. Because what I was telling you, for those of you who didn't hear the text conversations that Anthony and I were having, <laughs> um, is that... When Foles is on the field, Nick Foles is on the field, the offense seems to be so much more effective. They seem to be looser. They seem to be more comfortable. They seem to be, on some level, maybe even a little more aggressive. They seem to be, you know, more active almost. All players seem to be a little more active as opposed to when Carson Wentz is on the field. Things seem a little more rigid a little more stiff i don't think there's as much uh rotation between who's receiving you know the, even the running backs seem to be a little more like yeah i don't know it just seems weird but yet carson wentz is a better quarterback than nick Foles, even though nick Foles went and won all these super or these playoff games the question is now what does nick Foles do that carson wentz doesn't that Carson Wentz doesn't. Yeah, that's a good question. And then number two, what do the Eagles do about their two quarterback situation? You can't keep both of them. Not anymore. You did this this you you kept both of them this year, but you can't continue to do that. Yeah. Does Foles start anywhere else in the league? Yeah, I think there's probably five or six teams that Foles could go to that would make a pretty sensible fit in my imagination. I think that Miami would be a good option for him. Jacksonville would be a good option for him. Um Giants? He could be a good option for the Giants. My biggest thing is you look, the the teams that I'm looking at are teams that have an aging or a bad quarterback that need to replace him, but they're not getting a quarterback in this draft. Maybe they're looking for a quarterback in the next draft or the draft after that. You know, 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for a guy who can play for two to three years to be your number one while they're developing other quarterbacks into being better teams. Cardinals maybe even. Um, Cardinals just got a. Cardinals just made some big news. Yeah, right, Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Yeah, they did. That should have been one of our highlights. Cliff. Didn't Kingsbury, we talk about it last show? No, we talked about him um, getting denied uh, interviews from USC. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, Cliff Kingsbury then, is the but, new coach of. Yeah, for those of you who missed it. And, the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals hired Cliff Kingsbury as the new head coach. Again, another Sean McVay type hire out of uh, you know the the, the and people may say like eight or nine hires that got made this year for head coaching positions. They picked a really young a quarterbacks coach, an offensive minded head coach. Yeah, which I don't. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see if it's successful. I think if. I think of all the hires that have been made, Gase to the Giants, not Jets. the Giants, to the Jets. Jets, is probably the best one in my opinion. I don't understand how Mike McCarthy hasn't even gotten an interview. That makes no fucking sense to me at all. Probably did. Probably not for a position that... He wants. Right. It's actually fucking relevant. 
you know, I, I don't know why the Bucks picked up who they picked up. I don't know why the Falcons picked up the offensive coordinator. But the two biggest question marks that I have of all of these hires, Matt LaFleur in Green Bay, and Kingsbury in Arizona. Kingsbury, Kingsbury is a quarterback's coach. He is a quarterback's coach. He develops quarterbacks. He's offensive-minded. His X's and O's schemes are fucking unreal. And they just got Josh Rosen, so. Well, they got Josh what? last last draft. draft but i haven't it's he I mean, has yet to prove to me that he can do anything but the biggest thing for me is kingsbury has yet to prove that he can do anything for me kingsbury was 35 and 40 at texas tech that was after mike leach who developed that program from the redheaded stepchild of the big 12 to somebody you have to actually pay attention to he did coach both patrick mahomes and baker mayfield so yes but those guys already had the talent going into what they needed to do. That's fair. And who who did he personally recruit those two? I don't know. But I, I mean he was the quarterback's coach, so he developed both of them, helped. Right, them and the them. head coach. Right. Yeah. Which is fine. Like I get that. Not I'm not arguing that at all. My question is is how successful of a coach can he be in the pros? We're going to find out. If he was only so successful in in college. We're going to find out. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't and I don't think Matt LaFleur is going to be successful at all in in Green Bay. I think that the management picked up somebody that they knew that Aaron Rodgers could kind of push around, to be quite honest with you. Probably. I think that Probably. they they think about Aaron more highly than they think about their coaching staff. Yeah. And I think that got proven when they picked up a guy who could barely lead a comp- coordinator's conference. Yeah. Like, how is that guy supposed to go and lead a grown-ass group of men yeah. to do fuck all anything? Not to say that this is the reason why the Cardinals went after Cliff Kingsbury, but I could argue that, you know, it's Cliff Kingsbury and he's a he's a... He's a headline name. He's no, a qu- Sean McVay is the reason that they went after Kling, Kif, Cliff Kingsbury. The, well, yeah. But also, does, I mean, you're the Arizona Cardinals. Not to say anything bad for anyone who's listening with the organ. Nobody's listening with the organization. But anyways, you know, it's a good opportunity to to be relevant again. You know, to maybe, you know, like you, you're saying, I don't know how successful he's going to be. Yeah, of course we don't know how successful he's going to be. We're just going to have to wait and see. Right. But, hey, who knows? I mean, I. It's not a hire you would make, obviously, but no, not yet. I would rather see him go somewhere else first, like a USC. Watch what he can do as an offensive coordinator, and see if his level of success with the offense is as high, if not higher, with. Yeah, this new team as it would with the other team. The NFL, man, and professional sports for that matter, is all about winning now. You just you just drafted quarterback. Yeah, okay, so you want to win now, but you're not even sure if this guy's going to win now for you. <laughs> you never know until you play until you get him. Yeah, but at the same time, you also have other guys who are out there right now who have verified success. Cliff Kingsbury was a coach at Texas Tech for a little while. He got fired from that job. Yeah. And you're going to pick up the dude who got fired from that job as the head coach? He's not even winning now in college. He didn't even get a chance to coach in college. 
Well, sorry. I was supposed to say he coached for no, a while. Sorry. I, sorry. He didn't get a chance to coach at UCA, USC. Right. Anyway. You don't know. And you know what the other shitty thing about him is? Is Cliff Kingsbury is talking about picking up the new head coach here at Texas State. And I'm like, motherfucker, leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> we need to I win think some they did. games. No, I think they did. He got, I think the dude got hired. Fuck. I think the dude got hired. Dude, damn. Yeah. Texas State don't get no love. Hey, before we have to go, uh, let's make our picks for for AFC and MC. So the the Pats are going to the Chiefs. What do you think? Pats at Chiefs. I have to go with the Pats. They just looked so prepared yeah. last game that yeah. I just I don't see how. As hot as Patrick Mahomes has been, as hot as they've the big story that they've been all season, and he's probably going to win MVP. Yeah, it's Tom Brady, bro. Yeah, it's Tom it's Br- Bill Belichick, and yeah, like it, and don't it doesn't matter to me that they're going on the road. And it I do- can't see the Chiefs' defense holding up the same way they did against the Colts' offense as they will against the Pats' offense. If you're telling me that the game might come down to Tom Brady against the Chiefs' defense, I can see Tom Brady winning that battle. Right. That I- happened the last time, 43-40 to 40 up in Foxborough under yeah. shitty conditions. They've already done it once. I just see the Pats winning again. I hate it, but, you know. Point spread? Oh, like three. Three? Yeah. Close game? Yeah. Okay. I can see it. You know, 37, 35. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Something. You think it'll be a shootout and it comes down to a defensive stop? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I do. Okay. I can agree with that. But yeah, it's it's Tom Brady. As much as I, as it, it, for people out there, as, as hot as Patrick Mahomes has been and probably won you fantasy and all that shit and you, you know, you're riding and dying with him. Don't take betting advice from me, by the way. I'm yeah, just, I'm going to reiterate that. Yeah. But, don't I am take, not trustworthy. Do not trust me with betting <laughs> advice. But anyways, I got to go Tom Brady. I have to yeah. go Tom Brady in this. Yeah. Saints at, uh, sorry, Rams at the Saints for the NFC. Uh, I got Rams again. Saints. I got the The Saints offense did not look overly efficient in the last game, and their defense did well against a struggling offense. But I think in the last game, the Rams show that not only have they – improved themselves over the last couple of weeks when they did lose those couple of games to both Philly and whomever else they lost to. I can't remember now. But the run game looked solid. They had two running backs go for 100-plus yards against a pretty stout defense. Mm -hmm. You have Goff, who's back, you know, looking good, throwing to his receivers, looking comfortable running that organization. Sean McVay is an offensive genius. They're going to score points, and I think they're going to score more points than... Um, the Saints will. I just I think that the Rams will win this one in a contest that looks something more along the lines of like thirty five to like twenty eight. Okay. Go Saints. You just like Davenport. I do. See, I don't want the Saints winning the Super Bowl in Atlanta the first year that we have that dome open. That would break my well, you'd have to hold throw the whole stadium away. We'll just have to build a new stadium. Build a new stadium. Yeah. Hey, you got the money for it. Fuck it. <laughs> Build a better fucking PA system in there. Is there what's wrong with it? It's just not good. Not good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like the Saints at home, and I like Marcus. Go, to, go Saints. Go Marcus, man. Yeah, they just haven't proven to me that they also lost to the Rams earlier, and they struggled against fucking Philadelphia. Are you shitting me? Yeah. With a skeleton crew defense, you only scored twenty one points. Shit, they lost damn near everybody for a couple of plays at one point. But it is football, and it is one game. So anything can happen. Yeah, anything but with can... a healthy, solid team, I'm picking the healthy, solid team that beat that's going to beat the team that barely beat a skeleton crew. 
We'll At see. this point, I was waiting for the Eagles to call me to come play cornerback for a little bit. <laughs> like, they had nobody. We'll see, man. Do you yes. want to... Five minutes? Trend, thoughts on Trent Dufour's comments? So, yeah. We've kind of already talked about it. I was like, a little bit. Yeah, Trent Dilfer uh, said... He was on your boy Colin Coward's He show. was, yeah. Um, that the defensive focus doesn't win in the NFL anymore. That it's no longer defense wins championships. It's offense wins championships, and your defense helps. I have to agree with that, it's unfortunately. A valid point. It's a valid point. Yeah. it's a val- You have to be able to score. Yeah. You can't win as game not scoring and playing defense. But, again, almost more to the point, we see all these other guys, all these other teams who have horrific offenses and good defense. They held the Saints to 20 points. Think about that, first of all. Yeah. Saints offense was held to 20 points by skeleton crew defense. Nice job. Your offense couldn't do fucking shit. They they started they off. They couldn't fucking hit water if they fell out of a boat. They couldn't. Yeah. They started off the game very slow. And Well, they started off the game very hot. They scored two touchdowns, like, damn near immediately. And then nothing after that. I was talking about the Saints, sorry. Oh, sorry, I thought you were... But, yeah, they started off super slow. And then they got a little bit better and a little bit better. Not a lot of bit better. I mean, literally, if I wanted to stop the Saints offense, you only got to do one thing. Stop one guy. Michael Thomas. That's it. That's their only offensive weapon is that fucking guy. Mark It's Ingram? hard to do. Huh? Mark Ingram? Eh. Eh. I mean, Kamara and... Okay. I'll put it this way. You have to force teams to be one-dimensional on defense. That means either take away the run or the pass. I would rather take away the pass and force them to run the ball. I will double, triple, quadruple team Michael Thomas and then make you run the ball if I were the Rams offense or Rams defense. Because you have Dominican Sue and Aaron Darnold right there. Those are big dudes. Yeah. Plus, you have that nose tackle that came in every couple of plays to make sure that Zeke didn't get two or three yards, and he didn't get those two or three yards consistently. Yeah. You stop the run, you're done. But again, if you look at who won, you see these offensive-minded teams. The Chiefs have a terrible defense, and they still won. The Pats have the worst defense they've hosted in a while. They still won. The Chargers' defense is much better than the Pats. And they got 41 put up against them. You know? Yeah. The Eagles' offense was terrible. Whatever they were doing wasn't working. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Trent Dilfer is correct in that we are moving to an age where it's not defense wins championships. It's offense wins championships and one defensive stop helps. A couple of defensive stops helps. But I would even say one. There was one defensive stop that I thought was that fourth down conversion. It was like fourth and one, fourth and two that the Cowboys went for and didn't make. They don't get that one stop. Maybe the game ends up tied. They go into OT. And if you look at the Rams, the way they've been winning all years, they score and then they stop you once. They did it against Green Bay. They did it versus a lot of teams. I think Dream Dilfer is right. I'm not wrong. I mean, I'm not arguing with you. Now, do we like that answer? (sighs) You still have to be able to stop someone in the NFL. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean you you, it's not it, like but... you can't just not throw a defense out there. Right. You know? Right. I don't know. It's not like you can just say 11 guys go out there, just 
fucking just do, some stuff. just do anything. I don't know. I don't care. Who if they score, who gives a shit? We're gonna score too. Right. You can't do that. Well, you could. I mean, you could. You're you not gonna could. win a lot of games. I was like, you you even might. That's the fucking crazy part. That's kind of what the Chiefs are doing. The Chiefs are like, there's some guys out there. We got a couple of. We got some. There's a good one or two out there. I don't know. We're gonna score a lot, but you know, we might get a start or two. Think about fifty points. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Anything NFL. Else? NFL's getting crazy. I'm excited. It's gonna be a fun weekend. I'm excited for these next two games. Yeah. Anyway. I think the Pats are gonna show everyone show everyone again. Hey, we're the Pats. Yep. This is what we do. Yep. I think all of the AFC should just stop playing if the Pats <laughs> win again. We just got to come up with new teams, new cities, new players. Like you all just have to quit. Imagine if imagine if Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl, man. Just imagine, yeah. ah, Jesus, if Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl. I'd be so upset after the regular season he had. I'd be so upset. <laughs> I drafted him, and he was terrible for my fantasy team. Terrible for that's my also partly because you didn't give a shit, but. Anyway. I mean, yeah, I didn't, Anyways. but maybe next year. All righty, that was fun. Hope you all enjoy. Hope you all enjoy Championship Weekend. Man, episode thirty. If you hear this before, then <laughs> this was yeah. We're gonna be back next week as always. Episode thirty six is in the books. Got anything else to say? <sighs> be kind to animals. Be kind to each other, and be kind to yourself. Don't text and drive. Don't drink and drive. Do not text and drive. Yeah, please don't. Yeah. I, on my that's, way here this morning, I was behind like six to eight people who were texting and driving, and it made me like fifteen minutes late. That's not safe. That's not. That's not. All righty, thank cool. y'all for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Catch you guys next week. Peace. Later.